0: Take me home, Midland Road, to the place, I belong to the valley, to see the city, take me home, Midland Road. Hello and
1: welcome along to episode 7 of a season with Bradford City. We'll be joined by the width of a Post editor, Jason McEwen shortly, but Crisis... What crisis? Kevin MacDonald is at the wheel, and after three consecutive wins, the feel-good factor is back. Wrexham have their own story, though, and they are the visitors on Saturday with around 22,000 people expected to be at a packed valley parade. The home support will be hoping for another three points. One man who has taken very well to Kevin MacDonald's temporary reigning charge is Bobby Poynton, and on Thursday, I caught up with him at the training ground. Bobby, a lot has happened in a short space of time to you. What's it like being Bobby Poynton at the moment?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, I've obviously wanted this for ages so um, to finally have it and uh, keep expressing myself, it's unreal. And you're doing a, a
1: good job at that but growing up as a Bradford City supporter, all my friends are Bradford City fans, wanted to ask you what are your memories and who were some of your heroes when you were you were sat
0: watching them growing up? Uh, I think Naki Wells is the top one. Um, yeah, I used to love him. Uh, like the way he played, scored loads of goals, created chances. And then uh, there were also Gary Jones. Loved his desire. Um, yeah, I loved I loved Gary Jones. Good captain.
1: And any kind of I guess standout memories you can you can remember? sat there watching
0: games uh, in particular. Uh Arsenal at all. That were a really really good game. So obviously they we're going in thinking probably gonna lose here. They had some team that night, didn't they as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Um, Chamberlain played. I remember. You yeah, I think. I think he came on I think he came on front bench Um, yeah he played Uh, we were good watching him Uh, but yeah we ended up turning him over
1: do you sometimes because of the
0: how you progressed and how you've come
1: on do you have to sometimes pinch yourself and think wow I was there watching and and, and now I'm here playing
0: yeah yeah Uh, it's obviously it's obviously a good feeling going down and now I'm on the pitch it's obviously better because that's what I've wanted but uh, yeah I always give the fans respect because that was me uh, when I was younger so if any kids shout me over for a photo or anything, I'll go straight over and Fantastic Paul. Well, but now just reflecting back at that, that goal against
1: Swindon the other week, what 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 are you what are your thoughts? What are your memories? Did it all just happen so fast? You seem to have your, your celebration all worked out.
0: Oh yeah, were um my head were all over as soon as it went in. Um but yeah, I had it I had it planned. If I score that end I'm off to away end. If I score <laughs> over end I'm off in front of the cops, so um yeah, the celebration got pulled out me slide and then uh up to me, grandad so nice
1: there's been a, a managerial change obviously how's that in- impacted you um,
0: to be honest uh, I think we've dealt with it well um, dealt with it professionally Kev's come in and uh, done a really good job uh, and still he's doing a really good job um, we all respect Kev so um, yeah we've just got to keep keep respecting the way he wants to play and keep getting results
1: is there anything particular under Kev that he's doing differently
0: that's, that's helping you um, I'd say Kev, Kev really likes to press high and uh, push the team up, which I think worked really well, especially against Swindon, um, force, forcing them along a lot. So, um, yeah, we win the ball back and then we can have a breather when we've got the ball then and keep the ball. So, yeah, it's good. You've obviously
1: ad- adapted really well. How do you find, though, the, the pace of the game and the, and the tactical approach just just in general in, in League 2?
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot quicker than youth team football, um, but I feel like I've dealt with it well. Uh, there's obviously the physical side you've got to deal with as well, but um, I suppose when you're small and a bit smaller, you've got to be quicker on the ball. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm doing, doing pretty well. And obviously you've had some time out on loan as
1: part of your, your development as well. Is there anything you picked up though this season in terms of preparation and, and getting ready for these games from perhaps some of the, the, the older and more experienced guys? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I look at a lot of the seniors. There's um, players like Stubbsy, who's really good at uh, looking after his body. So um, I'm always asking questions and you know copying some of the things he does before the games and stuff, and it, it all helps. What about when you're not
1: training? Are you a, a football fan in terms of like watching it? Do you go home and watch it. Do you switch off, and who are some of the players you, you guess elsewhere that you you admire?
0: No, I, I watch. I watch a lot of football um, from non league up to Premier League. Um, I, I really like Messi myself like he's always been my favourite so I always get up, get his uh, best moments up and stuff so yeah. Big crowd and Wrexham at the weekend what are you kind of expecting for them with your preparation you've done this week as, as a squad um, Wrexham they score a lot of goals but also on the other end concede a lot of goals so uh, we've just got to cap- capitalise on that and uh, stay solid and then hopefully we can score a lot of goals against
1: them Looking forward to it?
0: Yeah I can't wait Bobby, good luck,
1: thank you. Yeah, thank you. Great to hear from Bobby Poynton there, but what does his temporary manager think about his progress over the last few weeks? Here's what Kevin Macdonald had to say to me when I asked him in his weekly press conference.
0: Yeah, Bobby's Bobby's one of the ones that Bobby's a, a young guy, like a, a, a homegrown club. He can, he's like a sponge just now. He can take in the information he wants to learn. He wants to do it and to know everything. Um, and he's an honest honest guy. I've seen other guys' different attitudes and stuff, and he's, he's absolute bang on, Bobby is. <laughs> He's um he's he he'll listen to you, he'll ask questions. He's 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 not afraid to ask questions, which is always good. So, and I think he's shown that in terms of his energy, he's brought off the ball and his quality on the ball. He's um he's he's been a joy to watch. And, and again, it's like manage someone. You've got to manage people like Bobby. Got to, you got know, there's gonna be times when Bobby has bad games. There's gonna be times when he comes in at the team. That's life. Everyone's done it, and everyone will be continue to do it after. So um, I think it's managing Bobby. But he's been he's been really good. He's he's good to go again Saturday and. Yeah, well, um, well, we keep on top of him, and like he does himself, and he'll be,
1: as I said before, he's got, he's he's got a good future ahead of him. So plenty of praise for Bobby Poynton. I'd like to welcome in at this point the width of a post editor, Jason McEwen. And Jason, the young man isn't doing bad, is he?
2: Yeah, it's been really, really impressive. Um, You know, we saw bits of him in pre-season. There's been a lot of noise about him for the last couple of years. And then in the pre-season games, he looked really promising. And I think then he's brought into the games and the involvement he's had. And the thing that stands out to me is kind of how much responsibility he wants to take and and take on his shoulders and and bring into that. And, you know, you sometimes see young players come in and they're okay, They're tidy enough on the ball. they're, They're fine, but they're not really influencing things massively. They're just... Kind of there doing a role, but he's been very much, you know, giving the ball, trying to make things happen, taking risks with it, trying things that are, you know, could could go wrong, and getting rewarded for that, and just showing some real skill with that as well. And um, you can see the players around him; they they believe him he's a good player too. They're they're giving him the ball as much as they can do. they they're making runs as well, and that all bodes well really. Because like I say, it can sometimes be a a bit of a token gesture sometimes, like having a new player in there, but he's been really involved with that. And I think it's just a great moment now for Rob to develop it in the right way. I think it, you know, maybe not quite week in, week out at this moment in time, ready to play, but give him a few games, give him that rest, give him that breather and, and work him into it. And I think we've got a real talent on our hands there. And I think for supporters, it's just a real connection with him because we know a bit more about his background. Um, the fact that he was a Brava City fan growing up, and you know the games that we talk about even now and reminisce about on the occasions, he was there with us as well, and he he was part of those, and he gets it and understands what it means to this football club. His heroes are our heroes as well, and to have someone on on the pitch who represents you in that way is just really really exciting, and just it, it naturally gets you right behind him, and ev- and I think everyone at the club supporters especially just so desperate for him to succeed.
1: Kevin McDonald, uh Jace, three wins on the bounce, two yes. of them
2: lead games, obviously,
1: either side of the, the cup game, um at Grimsby.
2: He's doing all right, isn't he? Yeah, he's done done very well. I think um it it was a bit of a left-field appointment, it seemed at the time, when you know, Mark Hughes was sacked and Kevin McDonald came in and you, you wondered, because the more natural conclusion would be to go to Mark Truman at that point, having done the caretaker role before. But I think very quickly you've seen why that was a, a really good move by the football club, because McDonald has been right at the heart of that dressing room. He'll know some of the issues, the problems that have been there, going on there before that, and certainly how to, you know, to get the players to respond in that right way. And clearly, when you hear the players and the way they talk about him, they're really behind him and want him to succeed as well. So it's created a very harmonious dressing room. At a point when it was a bit fractious and clearly things were not going too well in that one, I think he simplified the game a little bit. Um, you know, I don't think we've gone massively away from what we we're doing before. It's not a transformation, and that's a good thing. But I think he's made it a bit more simple, more front foot, get the ball at the pitch a bit quicker, and and be more open and attack-minded and take risks. And there's an argument to make that all three games that he's been in charge of, we could have lost. Should have lost, maybe. The chances, the Swindon game, the you know, winning game, really good chances for the opposition. We've rode our luck there as well, but we've had the rewards for that as well. Um, and, you know, he he deserves that moment then when Hughes has gone. We've been here many times when the manager loses a job and everything can cave in. And it can get really toxic very quickly. And the great thing about McDonald's is he's been able to just come in and, and breathe fresh impetus and bring the club back together again. And he deserves so much credit for that.
1: The results are obviously going the right way for him. The the players um, and just the, the buzz around the training ground, I, I've noticed the last couple of times I've been there, uh, it really does seem like it's on the up. Could he get the job?
2: It feels like he's got a great chance, doesn't it? Um, I guess the big thing that we still don't know is does he really want the job? And it must be a real dilemma for him. And it's something I've written about um, on my own website, which for post this week, in terms of the background of McDonald, the difficult year, few years he's had, where it seemed like his career may be finished, big health concerns, and then he's come back and, and to be a player and at 34 years old well, hasn't got a lot left, long, long left, but, but still has a little bit of time left. Does he want to kind of give that up now? Because if you're going to become manager, albeit player manager, you're not going to be focused on being a player in that same way he's going to it's, it's going to come at sacrifice, right um, or does he want to carry on a little bit longer and, and that's a real tough decision for him at this moment in time because he clearly he'll also look at it and think i might never get this opportunity again as well so th- there is that side of it i am cautious as well of, as a club at the moment in time of giving it making a decision based on the fact that we've won some games at this moment in time because we've been here many times before with caretakers who come in and do well initially Matt Truman a few years ago and, and it all looks great, but you don't know what they're gonna be like in more testing circumstances and, and when things are going wrong. And I'd feel a bit better about giving him the job if we were to have some bumps in the road. Now, I don't want us to lose any games, obviously. I'm not looking for that. Sure. But equally, yeah. we will lose games again. And and at that moment, then, what's, what's going to happen? Then How is he going to react from when we're trailing a game? The pressure's on, the crowd on the players' backs. What subs would you make? What do you do there tactically? How would he respond to the press? How would he respond in the dressing room? All those big unknowns that no one knows at this moment in time. And I think any manager of Brav City, the ones I've seen have been successful over the years, they've always been able to have that 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 bit about them when things go wrong, to, to to rise above that and to show that leadership and courage and to be that calm person, and you know get through those difficult moments without you know losing the job, which you see so often. So there's still so many unknowns in McDonald at this moment in time that I feel we need to just be really cautious at this moment in time and. If we beat Wrexham on Saturday, I'm sure the calls will get even louder, give him the job, and that's understandable. But even then, I'd still be cautious to go, we don't know what he's going to be like in those moments yet. So we shouldn't really rush into a decision, because equally, as, as much as it's tempting to look at it now and think he's invincible and he's going to change the world and all that sort of stuff, that will, over time, that, will, that won't be the case, and it'd be easy to criticise in hindsight going, yeah. we jumped in a bit too soon. So I, for me... He's not going anywhere, is he? It? It's not like he's a player contractor to the football club, so it's not like another club's going to come in and take him as manager at this moment in time. So just see how it pans out, if you're not sure about who else might come in, and just see if it's the right fit, but don't make that decision too soon, and certainly not on the back of some highs or some wins, because as we all know very well with football, it changes so fast, and good weeks quickly come bad weeks.
1: Yeah, and, and and Kev was saying today to, to me that he, he he's conscious of putting the team first, which is is obviously... Um, fantastic all the supporters will, will love to hear that but earlier on in the season or a couple of weeks ago, when he first took the, the job he was he's quite keen to point out that when he signed for Privacy you know he signed I think he's got a couple of, couple of years this year and maybe next year and he's here to play football and that, and, that, and that's what he wants to do and at the moment it's on a very much a game by game basis but um, he's doing a fantastic job you know like you say every manager is going to lose games there will be tests for whoever it is but if it's not Kevin McDonald. Have you got a name or, or a couple of um sort of choices yourself that you'd you'd look at, Jason, to, to, to come in and, and take over eventually?
2: Yeah, um it's a tricky one because I think that you look at some of the outer work managers who are mentioned in contention and rumored to be interested in the role, etc. et cetera, and the the most inspiring list you've ever you've ever seen, I think it's fair to say. Um <laughs> But it's whether, as a club, you can look at this and and do something else a little bit different and go out there and potentially look at a manager who's under contract somewhere else and just test that water a little bit and just find out, are they available? Would they be interested in coming to the club? Would the club be willing to let them go? And I I think the great thing about McDonald's doing as well as he is doing is it just gives us that time you know, it'd be very easy to look in a parallel universe of us losing to Swindon, losing to Grimsby, losing yeah. to Wimbledon, and the pressure being on to just make an appointment straight away. And you may then potentially make a really hasty decision because you're under that pressure. There is that freedom there now. So I'd like to think that we are casting our net quite wide, that as great as it is to get lots of applicants and people really interested in the job, just is there something else out there that could potentially be a bit of a better fit? And the key thing for me is. And I banged, us and quite, quite banged on this part quite a lot. Is for me, is we've got a certain style under Mark Hughes and built the squad in a certain way. Yes, it hasn't worked, but I don't think we should just throw all that away and, and do something completely different because history shows at this football club that that just leads to more problems down the long run because you haven't got the players for the style you want and you have to make more ch- changes and stuff like that. And I think that when you look at League Two and the, and the patterns and what's been successful this season, the kind of ethos we're trying to do or we're doing under hughes is not necessarily the wrong one albeit the execution clearly wasn't working mm-hmm. so i think you're looking at going well this is group of players we know what they can be good at kevin mcdonald's ways has shown that even more and he's bringing in a manager who can who can pick that up and, and build on it and make it more successful and effective so i would be looking at people who are very good tactical, very good possession-based football, want to play in a certain way, but they're a bit more attack-minded and they're willing to come here and and try that because I think this squad there is is rife to play in that way. And you look at someone like Swindon, who we played a few weeks ago, they were very impressive, even though Michael Flynn said it was a poor performance on their part. It was the way they were structured, the way they took risks and the way they approached the game. I think we'd all like to see Brab City plan and play in that way, really, and it's not far off us doing that. So if we go for a a direct type of manager or... Defensive football or whatever it might be. I just think it'd be the wrong call So I think you've got to look at all those things together and think this is the way we want to play Who's the best coach out there to do that? And then can we bring them in if they are contracting into the football club would they be willing to come here and do that?
1: Talking of Bradford City managers and before I do get on to this uh, do check out Jason's of uh, a post Website if you haven't already. I'm sure many of the listeners to this have already been on there and to his podcast as well It's excellent as his, his most recent article about the returning Phil Parkinson, Bradford manager of not that long ago, really, although 10 years has surprised me. He's gone quick. I had <coughs> slightly more hair then. And Bradford, as Bobby Poynton pointed out earlier in this podcast, had a great run, culminating in promotion via the playoffs and a cup final. He'll get a good re- um, response from the, the crowd at the weekend, won't he, won't he Jason?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I wrote an article about it this week, where the, the aftermath of when he did leave, it, it was a little bit fraught, and, and there was some high tensions there. The reasons why I left at the time weren't very clear. The kind of the way I left without showing much emotion hurt a little bit, and I remember, you know. 5,000 of us went to Bolton away a few months after he took over at Bolton and kind of gave him a clap when he came on and he, he just ignored us and we it, it just felt so hurtful really. But that's all over the bridge and I think we all can see now why he left the football club and why it was the right moment for him and his career to go away and what was changing about Bradford City. So I think that kind of, any kind of lingering resentment there has gone and we remember what a great manager he was and what a phenomenal job he did. And each year that we are struggling and failing and Things are going badly and managers are struggling and players are not up to it. You just remember what an amazing achievements Phil Parkinson years were and just how how impressive they were because they're so difficult to achieve. And for five years, he was there. Every year, we improved our league position. So, you know The cup runs we had, the promotion, the fact we were pushing on for, you know, it got to League One playoffs just as he left. Every year, it was better than last. And it was just a great ride to be on and an amazing adventure and so many wonderful Memories during that period that I think we'd all be clapping him on Saturday and wishing him well because he's a great person and he's someone who means a lot to us and we all can see now that we mean a lot to him as well and that what we did for his career as well was massive too. So I think it's it's great. Um, he'll get a good clap. I'm sure that over the 90 minutes, knowing what he's like in the dugout. He'll probably annoy people because he's one <laughs> their managers and he'll be the villain for a little bit. Yeah, but he's got to remain. He's away. got to remain professional, Jason. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. He's got to do his job there. So, he probably annoys a little bit in 90 minutes and obviously want to beat him. But I think it would just be nice to have him there getting that reception because last time he was here, there was still a bit of tension really and it wasn't quite the reception he would have wanted and we weren't ready to give it to him at that point. But I think it will be different on Saturday.
1: What can we expect from his his Wrexham side then? Because um, they like to uh, score some goals, don't they? But they also, you could argue, like um, letting them in at the other end as well.
2: Yeah, there's another one of these teams, aren't there, that you kind of look on with envy of, like, they score so many goals. I'm, they, I'm yes, finding this is a pattern off. in
1: League Two, Jace. I'm finding this is yeah. a pattern.
2: Yeah, exactly. And the teams at the top, they all seem to not care about defence. They <laughs> just all attack, <laughs> isn't it? So You've seen some incredible results, really. Wrexham been really involved in a lot of them. And it must be really exciting to watch. And you're seeing, like, last week, they were at Sol- playing Solford at home, 2-0 down, score two goals right at the end. And it's amazing, that must be. But equally as Bradford City with Phil Parkinson you're not surprised because you know how many times that sort of thing happened when he was at us as well. So I just think they've got the right manager there. So I think it's going to be a really good occasion on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it because we're going to have this big crowd there. Fantastic. The Wrexham are bringing so many supporters. Um, yes, the Hollywood stuff is a little bit distasteful at times. I get all that. But, but they're a club that – they're a cracking football club. And if you're going to have it for anyone happening in the non-league, they seem like the club that deserved it most of all because it's not like a – a club that's never had any history or heritage to see them come back in the football league after all their suffering is is great to see. And you know there'll be twenty two thousand, twenty three thousand on Saturday. The atmosphere will be absolutely fantastic, and that is what you go to football for. So I think for everyone involved, it's just a a massive game that everyone is going to. Enjoy and look forward to going. And we'll all spring in our step on Saturday, going to the ground. We'll all sing that bit louder, and hopefully we'll have a game that's a 5 0 thriller. four to us would be quite nice. Uh, but you know, lots of goals and lots of lots of action as well.
1: I have asked um, Ryan. I call him Ryan. Ryan Reynolds. This is to add you to the WhatsApp group, mate. So I'm hoping you've been the director spot <laughs> with me and Ryan. Um, <laughs> um, so so you know, don't play it cool and get back to us. But um, have you got a, have you got a prediction for the for the game before I, before I let you go? Before you say that, do you not think now that you go into these games with a little bit more bounce, a little bit more hope, a little bit more of, yeah, actually, we could win this?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think with what's going on, I think there's no like fear going into this game, um, and I think you know the things like the Wrexham game and Wimbledon game where it was open, where we at they look a little bit, but by playing open it suited us, and I think Wrexham will come and have a go. There's no doubt about it, and that will help us a lot, and and therefore I think we've got a good opportunity in this game. The games we've always struggled, and especially under Hughes, were when teams came and you know part of the bus, and it's two banks of four. We're also a great example of that. Um, you know, with Mark used his last home game in charge, this will be an open game, so there's every chance there, isn't it? I, I see a few goals there. I'm probably going to say a high-scoring draw, um, and that at this stage of the season, probably not a bad thing, really, because Vexham are up there doing really well out there, so it's it's a tricky game, but you know, if we come off with a 2-0, 3-0, probably all going away buzzing, I think that'd be quite good. Obviously, hopefully we sneak it as well but yeah certainly I'm, I'm not turning up apprehensive I'm just turning up excited to, to be there and what would be a great occasion
1: Fingers crossed Jason um, and if it means anything at all I think Bradford will nick this one 2-1 although I'm not right. as qualified as you to give a, a full opinion yet I feel that I, I'm heading in the right direction and I think that yep with the upside of form, Kevin McDonald has set that spirit in the camp I think the players are enjoying it, they're playing with a smile on the face we we'll know it sounds the like a simple thing but I think they are and I think that Bradford will uh, walk away with three points I'm going to say 2-1
2: to take that, won't we? Definitely.
1: <laughs> cheers, cheers.
0: Take me home